You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about refilling our glasses during challenging times. Now, 2020 has certainly been a year filled with sort of unpredictability, uncertainty and some challenges. But then how do you find opportunities during these times? Do you gracefully pivot and transform yourself with a new attitude? Well, to talk about this, I'm super delighted to be joined by our guest this afternoon, who's a great friend of mine. Let's welcome to the program, Sarah Calmetta, who's a coach and the founder of Pivot Point, which is a platform that helps people access a growth mindset. Sarah, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Noreen. I'm very happy to be on the show today. So um, I've known you for a long time now, and I've seen sort of you've been in different careers and and, and pivoted between different fields. Um, you, you've had in your life. Tell us a little bit more about these various careers you've had and how did you sort of pivot from, from various fields? Yes, of course. So um, I started out my career in aviation uh, when I was working and being paid for it. But prior to that, I actually had a figure skating career. So from a very young age, I was training every day to go to the Olympics. That was my goal. And so that was my first real career. Um, And I did that for about 12 years. And I had to pivot due to injuries, um, which is definitely something that where mindset comes into play. Um, you know, then go to school. Let's fast forward a few years, graduate from university. And I started working in the aviation industry. And my very first job that I had was working at a helicopter flight school near the school in Arizona. And it was 2008. So we all know what happened around that time, global financial, financial crisis. crisis yes. <laughs> so again, I had a forced career pivot. And you know what, if that hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't even know you today because I would likely would not have come to Asia. So uh, then I ended up going to Singapore, mainland China, and then being here in Hong Kong for the last eight years, working in the field of corporate aviation. So dealing with the VIP and government type flights, um, it's a very niche sector of aviation. And I've loved aviation since I was a little girl. It's in my blood. Um, But again, this year we had a pandemic hit and there was another force change for me. So uh, this time, though, because it was not the first time it happened, I saw the signs and I started to ask myself some questions and I was really aware. Um, And by no means was it easy. And it definitely is hard at different points. Um, But then it launched me into now I'm an entrepreneur and I've launched two brands in the last few months, which has been very exciting. I know. You're so amazing, Sarah. Honestly, I've seen you sort of go from different careers and people should know this about you. You're also a fitness guru (laughs) as well. And and there's just so much you you can do uh, in in various careers. So you went from skating then to aviation, um, which is sort of if you think about it, it's very male dominated industry. How did you how did you even sort of uh, fall? How did you sort of make yourself a name uh, and navigate through this tough industry? Well, I think um, my personality, I'm very tenacious. For those who know me, they'll probably <laughs> laugh when they hear that. Um, so, you know, the, the glass ceiling and those type of barriers, I just didn't see them. Or if I saw them, I was like a bull and I just drove through them, right? So uh, I was very resilient from a young age. And if I put my mind to something, then I you know, have the discipline and just kept practicing, practicing, practicing to, to reach my goals. Um, but, you know, being in a male dominated industry, it's about being able to communicate. So, you know, 
having empathy. Now that might sound funny because we're talking about talking to men, right? Who typically stereotypically would be categorized as being less empathetic and macho and not talk about feelings yeah exactly right um but being able to understand the lens that they look at life through um and and not just male but also culture so that's another thing having lived and worked in four different countries i've really been exposed to that lens that people have when they approach certain things and by having empathy and learning how to look at it from their angle, you can bridge that gap and really connect with people. And so, you know, I just focused on making sure I learned everything in my field, staying relevant. I love to learn, you know that about me. Um, So it was just a matter of being able to speak their language and uh, connect with them, find things to connect over. Did you ever feel lost? Because there are really big transitions in your life and some people will just sink, but you not only you didn't sink, but you continued swimming and, and, you know, you're helping other people feel, uh, stay afloat. I mean, what did you do at times of when, when you felt a bit lost? So, you know, when, when I felt lost, it definitely, I mean, I love to use the ocean as an analogy because when we're overwhelmed and when we're really stressed and we feel stuck, it feels like those waves are crashing down on top of you, right? And you're struggling to breathe, you're struggling to find air, and you just wonder, is this ever going to end? But just like any storm, they don't last forever. So we just, we have to learn how to weather the storm. So um, I did what I could, which involved doing some breathing exercises um, and managing my own emotions and learning how to not just react to a situation, but to take a step back and look at it from a different lens. So there's different small consistent habits I've built into my day-to-day life, my routine. And, you know, every time now when I feel really overwhelmed, I just take a stop and I close my eyes and I breathe. I use a technique called box breathing, which is also used by Navy SEALs. So that's when you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four, out for four, and hold for four. And you just keep repeating that. So I'll do that even just for a handful of breaths and that will help bring me back into a calm space. And then I can be a little bit um, more clear headed when I make decisions. And that's a really excellent point because sometimes we feel all too overwhelmed with so much in front of us. We've got to do this. We've got to do that to get to this place. And sometimes it can feel a bit overwhelming. But you're saying, actually, factor in various habits in your life. Stick to them. Stick to a routine. And this can sort of help you have some sort of consistency in your life. And you're not so focused on the big changes, but rather you've got the little habits. Consistency is definitely, whether you're talking about something with fitness, with learning a language, with learning how to play an instrument, Anything that you can be consistent at, you will be able to then see development over time. And so it's those small changes that you can actually achieve. You know, I think why a lot of people fail is because they stop themselves before they even get started because they're just thinking about the minutia and the details. There's so many different things to do. But if you can just start every day with one small habit, you know, okay, I'm going to wake up five minutes earlier and do some breathing yeah. And, you know, you do that for a couple of weeks. Build on that. 
It's interesting you mentioned the word fail because a lot of times we don't own failure, but it's through failure that we can then propel ourselves to the next level if you learn from it. I was reading something funny and, and what did it say? It said, success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. And it's true many times we, we, we sort of, if we fail, we just want to forget about it and we just don't even <laughs> want to focus on it. But you've actually picked up from those points and, and it's allowed you to, to create your wonderful platform, uh, Pivot, uh, uh, Pivot Point. Tell us a little bit more about Pivot Point. So Pivot Point, um, I launched in April of this year and I came up with the concept because of my figure skating background and because, um, you know, when we need to change direction, it, in, it's called, a, you know, pivoting. And it's a very salient word right now. A lot of people are seeing it day to day. But when you look at someone who's a master at something, they can make something very difficult look easy. And whether, you know, that's playing an instrument, that's doing a sport, um, uh, something in business. But if you are not practicing, then you can't, you know, you can't get there. When you first start learning how to figure skate, the topic, you know, that usually catches a lot of people and they trip and they fall on their face or they get stuck. Um, but when you're changing edges, you have you use that to your advantage. And when you learn how to use the tools around you, you can start to make those changes effortless and less stressful, not only appearing effortless to others, but feeling effortless for yourself. Yeah. Why are some people sort of not so good at embracing change and some people are? I think, um, you know, we've we live in a world where things are very easy. Right. And there's been a kind of homeostasis. And so we set expectations for ourselves. We develop attachments to things. We, we think we need to impress people. Um, and, you know, I've been there myself. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So, you know, when people want everything to be perfect, then they might be afraid they self-sabotage or they procrastinate. And that's why they never start. Or as they're going through it, they just don't, you know, have the confidence in themselves. But it's like a little kid learning how to ride a bike. You know, the parents um, have the training wheels and eventually they take them off and they're holding the bike as the, as the child rides. And then all of a sudden they let go. And the child realizes with delight, wait, hey, can do this. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I learned to ride a bike, by the way. <laughs> I had to be tricked into showing myself that I could do it. Um, but that's all. I mean, that's why we work with coaches. I myself, I work with several different coaches, both on the personal side and the business side, just to be that sounding board and to help me because you know, if you've not been through something, how can you know what to do? And there's so much information in today's world. We've got you know, all these noting us all day long, all these different communication platforms, and you don't know where to focus your attention. So by narrowing it down and, you know, picking a few consistent habits you can stick to, um, finding a routine that works for you because there's no one size fits all, and finding someone you connect with can really help take you to that next stage. Yeah. So with Pivot Point, who is it for really? Is it for people sort of uh, between employment or is it for people who want to launch their own business? I mean, primarily, who, who, uh, what's this platform? Who's it serving? So the platform of Pivot Point is serving anyone going through a transition. So that might be in the workspace. What that might look like is a high potential going to their first manager role and they don't know how to manage other people, the team dynamics. You know, they're a very good star employee, but they don't know how to lead a team. It's very, very different skill set. And you have to change you know, what gives you satisfaction, because when you're working as an individual, you get that immediate feedback. But when you're managing a team, that satisfaction and feedback changes. 
Um, it, I also work a lot with students. I work with many of the universities here in Hong Kong. So helping students prepare for that transition into the workforce. You know, how do they have a successful interview? How do they bring their authentic self, um, reduce their nerves, be able to network? And especially now, how do you network when you can't go to physical events? You know, what are some of the things that you can do? Um, and then on the personal side, I've been through several uh, pivots myself there. You know, I've been married and now divorced. Um, you know, I've had some different family, big tra life transitions. I've lived and worked in four different countries. You know, every time you move, uh, even cities, even just moving cities, that's a that's a transition. Your routines change, your habits get disrupted. So all of these things, you know, I can speak to from experience, but it's about understanding the person's story and then helping them ride the wave until the next phase of their life. Yeah, Sarah, and that's one thing I really admire and adore and, and, and love about you is that, you know, uh, going through different personal and professional changes, um, yeah, there are times when you have been down, but then you embrace them. And like you said, you ride the waves and you learn something from it and you take it. And not only that, but you're actually helping other people now. And, and that's really, true, truly remarkable. In terms of, um, in terms of uh, various businesses, you're also launching into other fields also. I mean, you've just launched a mask company this is definitely an opportunity <laughs> yes. in the pandemic as well where did that come from so um funnily enough so this company is it's called Aveta limited and um we're a hong kong company and it's myself and a business partner and we actually launched this company to support my mother's business in the biomedical field so we were helping her source different items from china so she could build her um her uh, products and her offering to help people in the wound space um, help prevent amputations. So that's how the company, why we launched it. Then we completely pivoted and we started selling these masks. My business partners had a family member in the textile industry. Uh, they typically worked with women's undergarments um, and they saw the opportunity. And, you know, because of that, the fabric is very soft, moisture wicking, breathable. So for me as a fitness enthusiast, I was like, yes, let me get my hands on these. Because people um, have to wear masks. I mean, even now in, in gyms, people exactly. have to train with masks on. And back before, a few right. weeks ago, people, when they were running on the streets, they still had to wear a mask. And sometimes exactly. these masks that we're wearing now are, are quite thick and it's harder to breathe through. And it's, it's, you know, Hong Kong's uh, summers are so humid and my skin's quite sensitive. So the antibacterial coating these masks have helped prevent, you know, breakouts. So it's, it's a product I can really stand behind. And you know me, Noreen, I've never been a salesperson. So for me, this is very, very new. I'm learning how to sell. I'm learning how to build websites, how to do marketing and the power of social media. Um, I got off social media last November and I took a six month hiatus and it was the best thing I've ever done. It allowed me to get focused. It allowed me to really be present when I was with people. Um, but then I realized as well how much of a business tool it can be and the power of social media and influence. And so again, I learned how to overcome my own resistance. Of course, I complained along the way. So sorry to my friends <laughs> and loved ones who had to listen, listen to that. Um, but now I'm embracing it. I'm learning how to use it as a tool to drive business and, and to connect with other people because ultimately for me, my top two um, values are curiosity and connection. So now between Pivot Point and with Aveda, I have the opportunity to satisfy both of those because I'm learning every day and I get to meet new people. And now, especially we have to wear them in gyms, but I'm so happy that gyms can be open again because I have a lot of friends 
who own gyms and they've had to be shut for several months and it's really hard to watch they took a you know, really that. hard hit yeah yeah and it, you know a lot of, some of them haven't survived which is really unfortunate and i'm sure that they'll pivot in their own new directions or find a way to land on their feet again but you know it's a way for me to be able to support them and their business and also get people moving again i'm very passionate about staying active um you know we have to understand ourselves and that includes understanding our bodies our minds energy um, and that's where we start you know by being able to understand that then we can branch out into the other areas of our life and you know be better people yeah um one thing i want to talk about is that growth mindset that you often talk about i've been following you on social media on linkedin and you quite often uh, blog about it which is fantastic um because a lot of the times we we get stunted our growth i mean physically <laughs> we, we, we hit puberty and then <laughs> But I mean, our, our attitude and our sort of the mind, the growth, I mean, how do you have, how do you access that growth mindset? What do you do if, you've, if you're working a, a nine to six job every day doing the same things with that routine? Where does the growth come from and how do you sort of unlock it? Well, so, you know, when I first uh, started kind of activating my growth mindset um, and it started with awareness and I read a book called Achieve uh, stress less, accomplish more. <laughs> so of course, being a type A personality, I was like, oh, that sounds great. I need to reduce my stress. I'd like to accomplish more. And it was my first dipping of the toe into the mind space and the med like meditation and that type of thing. And from there I started. So what I did was, you know, in Hong Kong, we, most of us commute by MTR or taxi or we're walking. So it's very hard to be on the phone messaging or reading a book. But I started listening to podcasts. Yes. I started listening to audibles. To the radio, um, and, maybe? To the one, two, three shows? Yeah, to <laughs> RTHK, to Noreen Mir's channel. Well, not Noreen Mir anymore, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, just getting these bite-sized pieces and then, you know, some of the habits that were talked about, some of the things that worked for other people that I admired, I would try it. And sometimes those things worked for me and sometimes they didn't. And then over time, I started to develop my own routine, but it just, you know, I started very, very small. And so, you know, for each person, you know, they might like cooking. So right now is a perfect opportunity. We're home more so they can start experimenting in the kitchen and that can be their form of meditation. It doesn't have to be sit there and go home. Oh, you know, it, it can be anything. It can be building Legos, which I started doing recently. And oh my God, it's so much fun. <laughs> very therapeutic. Yeah. So ultimately, I think the growth mindset is, you know, being open to change, not being resistant. And that also includes letting go of your old you and the definitions that you had for yourself. You know, it's, it's hard because you've lived so long with a definition that you've given yourself or that society's given you, but being able to let go. And that might even be a business that you started that no longer brings you joy or, you know, um, the, the definition of, I'm a corporate person in the business aviation world. That definition is shifting now. And yes, I still have a, um, a space in that. And I'm still on board of, for the association and work with students in aviation. But that's not all of me. So I'm adding more you know, puzzle pieces to my myself. 
That's terrific. And and it's true because, you know, we often talk about this term, the new normal, and we're embracing changes and, and situations. But a lot of times we're holding on to the old self, our old self and our old identity in a way. But you're saying yes. actually it's about embracing new identities that, that might come and not just to hold on uh, to, to, to all of that. Uh, when it comes to pivoting, should we be waiting to a point where change is about to happen? Because we don't really know when change will happen. Or no. do we sort of prepare ourselves? Um, to the lead up so that when we are at that cliff we can sort of pivot and sort of find a new way rather than fall off the cliff in a, in a way yeah. I don't know if that's a good analogy I mean for some people some, for, like for some people they need that push in order to fly you know and so some people while you know it, it they may even see the things going on but be in a bit of denial um, and that's a stage of grief and so you know when we let our old self go you will go through a grief process so it's, it's a couple of things it's about honoring and respecting your feelings and your emotions. You know, you don't have to put on a brave face all the time. You can be sad. You can grieve over that old life. Um, but the first step would be awareness. So start looking at things that, you know, what brings you joy? What fulfills you? Is there something that you absolutely love doing and you could do it all day long and it gives you energy and you could jump out of bed and be like, yes, I'm going to do this today and start incorporating that into your life. And you never know that you you might turn that into business. I was just listening to a podcast about a, a gentleman who, you know, he had his corporate job and there was no pandemic. There's nothing going on. And he made a cheesecake for his friend's birthday. And, and his friend was a fireman. So then everybody loved it and they raved about it. And they said, hey, we're doing a party next week. Can you make 10? We'll pay you. He was like, okay, sure. And then slowly the word spread. And next thing you know, more friends and family or friends of friends were calling, asking for this cheesecake. And then he decided, you know what, I'm going to take the plunge. And he opened up his own, they got a brick and mortar, opened up his own cheesecake and bakery shop. And within one month had three times the earnings that he had at his previous job. And so, you know, you can start small, make it a side hustle and turn something that you really love doing into, you know, something that could be a business. Wow, that's 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 really sort of enlightening in in a way, you know. Turn your passion in in into a business. Um, Sarah, remind our listeners once again how we can find out a little yeah. bit more about you and your work. I know you're quite active on, on social media. Um, is that a great yeah. platform to to reach you? And how can people find out more about you and your work? Yeah, so if you follow me on Instagram, my name is called Sarah the Pivoter, um, and then on Facebook, it's uh, at Pivot Point. And LinkedIn, you can look me up, Sarah Calmetta. My name will be tagged in the show notes and everything. And then my website is for Pivot Point is www.sarahcalmetta.com. And you can learn more about the different services I offer and see if we might be a good fit to work together. Excellent. Well, Sarah, it's been such a pleasure to catch up with you and to talk to you today. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Thank you very much indeed uh, for your time. And that's Sarah Calmetta, a coach and also consultant and the founder of Pivot Point, which is a platform that really helps people to access and expand your growth mindset. Thank you very much indeed.